Welcome into this week's edition of Road Trippin' with RJ and Channing, Richard Jefferson, Channing Fry. I'm Allie Clifton. Uh, coming up later in the show, we are so excited to be joined by four-time WNBA champ Simone Augustus. We want you to stick around. It is an epic conversation that we're looking forward to. But for now, we're joined by ESPN's one and only, our BFFFF, say it all the time, Kendrick Perkins. It's what Allie Love always says on the Peloton. Let's do a hit it, quit it, say we did it, 30 minutes, so that Rich isn't late for Ooh. NBA Today with our BFFFFF, Kendrick Perkins. Thanks for joining Road Trippin'. Hey, RJ and Channing. Uh, I, um, I will say this. It's good to see y'all. Lurky, <laughs> <laughs> lurky. What did you call me? Shannon. <laughs> every time our producer Jeremiah is on here, he texted me the other day. Every time Perk says Shannon, he is going to shotgun a beer. Oh. It is not even 11 a.m. So, Perk. Yeah, yeah. Listen, he's going to be fucked up. I'm going to tell you that. <laughs> 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 there goes me. Oh, uh, Perk, it's been a minute. It's good to see you. Yeah, it's been a while. A lot going on, you know what I'm saying? But I watch every episode, and I found a way to watch the episode, and when Richard started talking, turn the volume down, then I turn it back up. Like, Why are y'all you laughing at this? No, but it's real. Like, I, like I, you know, working with you every day, then hearing you call games, like, it gets annoying, dog. Like, nobody want to hear this. Hear your voice every damn day that's i don't want to hear my damn voice every day if it wasn't if it wasn't for my work requirements <laughs> you know what i'm saying like that's part of the reason why i haven't watched first take in two years because of you because of that, your that's, face that's fine that's fine yeah, yeah that's fine part, it's fine here here's my here's my question and oh, we usually we over on the other side of the of the tracks over here in atlanta uh we had this conversation yesterday I don't know if you guys talked about this already, but where should Damian Lillard go? Brooklyn. But now, now, you, what do you give? So here's my argument. What team gives him gives up enough where he can go somewhere and that team still, with him, can contend? So if I'm Dame, right, I'm looking at the Miami Heat. Right? I'm looking at the Miami Heat. I'm looking at Kyle Larry's situation. I'm looking at Tyler Hero's uh, contract. And if I'm able to work something out where I could load off Duncan Robinson contract as well, and I could pair up and I could pair up Jimmy Butler with Dame Dollar with a bam out of the bio, I like that. And Dame is not a guy, right? So I think Dame would agree to that because Dame is not that guy that wants to go team up with, you know, the Splash Brothers. I want to go team up with D-Book and KD now. Like, he's a guy that, quote, unquote, want to go get it out the mud. So I think him going with, like, you know, um, Bam and Jimmy, I think that would be a perfect match. Also, I mean, we got to monitor James Harden's situation, right? Like, he's not fully committed. He's not fully committed to the 76ers. So the only problem with that is is that they might have to give up Tyrese Maxey. But if you yeah. if you don't have to, and maybe you could give up like, you know, a Tobias Harris, because he make a lot of money and make it work in some type of some type of form of fashion, then those are the two destinations for me. Like the Miami Heat or the 76ers, depending on how it 
turn up. If here's my other question: If you're Joel Embiid, and let's say he doesn't win a champ, what, win an MVP, what's his name? Joel Embiid. That's not his name. His name is Joel. <laughs> his name is Joel. So I hope the producer no, take I'm- a. I hope the producer take a fucking shot every time you mess up somebody's name. His name is Joel, not Joel. His, okay? his name is J O E L. We live in America. Joel. It's Joel. His name is his not, his name's not fucking Joel. His name is Joel. His name is Joel. So I want Joel. Is he Superman? No, bro. Yeah, bro. You don't have a hyphen. It does bro. not say Joe hyphen E. He's not. He's guys, not from here, Shanning. You guys <laughs> hit it, quit it, say we did it. Get to the point. Okay, Joel. My point, is, my point is, you're in Philly and you are Joe L. Embiid. Do you stay if you guys have a short exit in the in the playoffs? Where are you going? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Where are you going? like? Where are you going? And so, you don't. So here's here's a here's just. I'm just gonna name two places. Could he not go to Dallas? Why? So a so, different situation, different opportunity. I mean, how much? Like, let's say they they've been to the Eastern Conference Finals once. Obviously, they lost on that crazy shot by Kawhi. But with this team, the way it's structured. If they don't go, if they don't go to the Eastern Conference Finals again, would you say this is a lost season? It is. That's my first. It, it is, but don't try to move the goalpost. If you're Joel <laughs> and you see a promising Tyrese Maxey, I'm right. staying in Philly because what Joel has done is that he's made the 76ers eye candy. So yeah. a lot of guys actually would want to go hoop with Joel. So despite on despite how James Harden may feel or if he want to be back in Houston, we don't know. But people want to play with Joel and B. People want to play, and every single season that you have Joel and B on your roster, you have an opportunity to compete for a title. And and I think that's the biggest. I think the big to to Perk's point, and he's rarely right, but I think you know. The hardest part is people like, well, where should Dame go? It's like when these contracts are so high, it makes movement very hard. And you see, like, like, again, Kevin Durant, they were able to do it. It's like the goal is, and but even still, respectfully, they have an incomplete roster, right? You look at Cleveland. Cleveland, in my opinion, has an incomplete roster. Everybody that made trades, everybody that made trades in the middle of the season, their roster is a little funky. Right, the most complete rosters are Boston, Denver, and Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Milwaukee are the most complete rosters, and it's because it was done over time. And I would even say Philly. I think Philly has a complete roster. They have depth. They have wings. They have guys coming off the bench. If we're talking about high level, Nick. So my point is this: is it's hard to trade a player. Where should Dame go? Wherever Dame's going to go, they're going to be immediately drop down to a B level team because you got to give away so much unless you're giving away all your picks and leveraging all your future. So as much as it's, you've seen a lot of player movement, it's hard to say where can Dame go and they can still be a contender or he would improve his situation. Cause I think it's a, anything could be better than Portland well, right now, but I think it would be incremental. What, what Shannon and, and Allie, let me ask y'all this because oh, Shannon, no. you brought it up. Why did you pick Dallas? I just want to know. 
I think for me, Dallas has a gigantic hole when it comes to somebody who's can be your defensive anchor, somebody who's a, a dominant force where, to me, looking at Dallas, they have a huge hole at that 3-4-5 position. You don't need – okay, let me rewind this. Dorian Finney-Smith goes to Brooklyn. Their defense goes to shit, right? It wasn't that good in the first place. It goes to shit. Right. You have two now – Ball handlers that need the ball. If Joel Embiid goes to Dallas with Luka, Luka has no choice but to play with a superstar that is the opposite of him, but stylistically like him. Like Joel needs the ball. You can put skill players around them. You could put a Dorian Finney-Smith to play the three and be a three and D guy. So imagine that screen and roll between Joel Embiid and, and Luca, to me, I think they have the biggest opening at a center power forward position that if Joel Embiid goes there, I think they'd be, uh, I wouldn't say a lock. I think they would be Western Conference Finals for sure. Are you counting on Kyrie Irving not being a Dallas Maverick after the end of the season? I don't see how it would be. I personally don't, unless he took less money to be there. And then they have so many holes in their roster. It's crazy. Perk, you had this tweet last night about Dallas, and I wanted to get your thoughts. If oh, you could you? describe the Mavericks in one word right now, what would it be? And do they play past the regular season? What that what does that mean for Kyrie and Dallas? Well, well, one, they're out of there, okay? I told you they're down. <laughs> they are down like a hundred on four flats. And if you ever been to Honda, it's already sitting low. So imagine it on four flats. Here's the thing. I don't really know if Luca could really pair up with another superstar like that. Like, I'm watching his body. What, Richard? Can I finish? I'm watching I didn't his, say a word. But, but your, like, your expression said it all. So I'm watching, got bad body language. I, I'm watching his bad body language. I never see him be encouraging. I always see him pouting. <laughs> I'm always seeing him ask, like, wondering. And it's not just to the officials. It's like, Somebody missed the shot and it's just like, oh, oh, it didn't work with him and Porzingis. And now all of a sudden, Porzingis is having one of his best years That's of his crazy. career with the Wizards. I'm looking yeah, at him. No one's watching the Wizards. I, it's not about the it's not, watching it's the not about the Wizards. But Dallas is done. Um, I don't believe that they even get into the play-in tournament, to be honest with you. Uh, and I think Kyrie bounces. I think he leaves. Well, this is the problem. This is the problem. Like, like we were talking about when you make the, you, you, you have to have a long-term mindset. Maybe they were like, Oh, if this pairing works great, because you have to be able to, if you make a trade, okay. For instance, the Phoenix suns, while they are favored, cause they have Kevin Durant, they have this, you can see that they're lacking depth, right? You can see that they're lacking depth. So in the off season, if you keep the core unit of Phoenix, which you will Deandre, all these guys, you can then go get, couple of minimum salary defensive guys, three and D guys. Like that's how you have to fill out your roster. When, when they did it, they did it in Cleveland. They've done it. They've done it in so many different places where you see guys. I remember when golden state was on, they run, they added David West. Cause David West was like, yes, I want to go there yes. and end my career. No, but you know what I'm saying? They go and add no, these players. That's what I'm saying. And it was like, dude, David West goes there. And all of a sudden now what was kind of like a little bit of incomplete roster, you can fill the holes, but Phoenix can do it. Cleveland's another team. They gave away a ton of assets to get Donovan Mitchell, rightfully so. But you can see that they're lacking 
probably one or two pieces before they can really put themselves in the top two or three conversations for like winning the conference, but they're right there. So when I look at Dallas, while this in season trade has not worked out great, I don't think it's Kyrie's fault. I don't think it's Luca can't play with another superstar. I just think that you have two superstars. Look, the Lakers had two superstars for how many years and the pieces around them didn't fit. And now all of a sudden it's like you get a little bit of the right pieces and it starts to kind of mold better, but you can have two superstars and not have the pieces around them and their team looks trash. I'm not saying that I, that's what I'm saying. I'm not blaming Kyrie. I'm not even necessarily blaming Luke. No. They're just, they don't have a great roster mm. around them. And you're just like, Oh, well we've got two of the most talented guys. They should be able to do a lot. And it's like, no, I was just I was if just you tell me this- because everybody's just like, oh, go play with Luca, go play with Luca. And when it comes down to with like Joel and B, I'm looking at it like no one has mastered the pick and roll this season, like him and James Harden. James Harden. Mm-mm. So True. it's like, okay, like go play with Luca, then what? Luca is still gonna be that same guy that's a defensive liability that's going to dribble the air out the ball. Like, James Harden has done a great job of transitioning to the point guard position. Yeah, well, I think Luke is so young. was always, to me, when he needed to be a just a strict point guard, he's a top three point guard in the league. Yeah, facts. That's that's It's it's crazy. And you're just like, his passing is underrated. Every one of those little drop passes is on time. He's not necessarily – he's not selfish, especially not in Philly, because he overlooks, right? I think you heard Doc talking about, like, we just need him to be aggressive at times, right? Can can you back up a little bit? Thank you. Like, (laughs) I mean, the glasses was damn near touching the camera. The hell? (laughs) Well, not, not everybody got a belly to keep the distance. Let me ask you. Let me. I got ask your you back, Channing. I got your back, Channing. Got your back, bro. Such a love fest here. Uh, let me ask you guys this question. Uh, let me ask you guys this question. Perk, we'll start with you. You gave your love to the Sacramento Kings last night, including that of Mike Brown. Yeah. Uh, he is your yeah. coach. Wiggle, pick. Wait, what Wiggle on the limb. Way to walk out in the plank and say, you know what I believe. And I don't care what anybody else says. These are my thoughts and I'm sticking with them. Who are you guys of the year? Who are you guys most excited? More excited. More excited to watch in the postseason. The Knicks or the Kings? Knicks. The Kings. The Knicks. I'm going with the Kings. I'm going with the Kings. And the reason being is that. I actually got them going to the Western Conference Finals this year. You out your damn mind. You no, out your I'm, damn. I'm actually in my damn. right mind. I'm actually no, in my right not. mind. I'm sober. No, I'm Why, good. Perk? Yeah. So here, here's the thing. I'm looking at it and I'm saying they're going to have home court. Okay. They're going to have home court in the first round. They're probably going to play the Golden State Warriors who haven't been good on the road who is missing Andrew Wiggins. Mike Brown knows that system in and out. And here's the thing about the Sacramento Kings. They may be young, but they have old souls. So when I look at Sabonis, when I look at Sabonis, you we talk about is is Jokic, is Embiid, is Giannis, is AD, and then Sabonis is right there. 17, 12 and 7 a night like He's the top five big in the league. 
De'Aaron Fox is one of the best fourth quarter closers in the game. The kid Murray is something that, you know, we haven't seen in a long time. And I'm not talking about his skill set. I'm talking about how poised he is, his, his IQ for the game, him being a star in his role, not going outside of his character, and being a knockdown shooter. Then you add Harrison Barnes, who has championship caliber yep. pedigree, right? So I'm not picking them to win at all, but – if they played, if they played right now, I would have them actually beating Golden State in the first round because the Kings have home court advantage. Uh, Golden State don't have Andrew Wiggins, which I believe is a huge part. I don't even know if he's coming back this season, and so the three six is going to match up with the second seed, right? The one out of the second and the seven. If they match up against the Memphis Grizzlies, th- that series not up for grabs. It definitely is. Okay, so it's not. let's not act like I'm out of my mind saying that they don't have a strong opportunity or chance of reaching the Western Conference Finals. They no, no, no. There's the, the difference between a chance and an opportunity. Well, I have them going. Sandy. I have them going. That's my prediction. Why are you yelling, bro? Because I don't you? like when you get all soft-voiced and start saying like, <laughs> like you're about to educate me and give me the definition <laughs> of certain uh, words or terms or whatever. I don't like when you do that. Well, that's why I do it. So what I was trying to say to you, Perk, and if Oh, my God, shy. I actually can't even listen to it. <laughs> I actually have a fun I, trivia for you guys before we move on from the Sacramento Kings. Man, it's not, last nine time. It's a, diet coke. it's a diet coke you should be proud of. I'm not proud of you, bro. It's a soda. You got to get you one of these. It's 9 a.m., bro. It's 9 a.m. It's 10.30. We should all be drinking, actually. Um, The last time the Kings were in the postseason, 05-06, can you name their starting five? No, no one. Fuck. First of all, if you're 18 years old, you were two the last time. they. You know what I'm saying? That's why I I will say this. This, Yes. uh, Chris Webber. uh, Nope. Okay, no. Doug Christie. Nope. No. Nope. Brad, Brad Miller. <laughs> Facts. Mike Bibby. Mike yes, Bibby. Yes. Mike Bibby. Um, Peja. Who? Peja No. What? Bro, it was 50, it was 16 what years ago. What about Ron Artest? What about yes. Ron Artest? Yes. What? Ron Artest was there. Yeah, Ron Artest. That's my rookie year. That's His name is Meta. No, well, his name is Yeah, but he was Ron yeah, then. So he's Ron on paper when you look at it back then. Who was your two and your four? Oh, shit. Uh, was Bobby Jackson still on that team? He was a six man. He wasn't a starter, but nice try. I just said, oh. was he still on the team? I didn't ask if he was the damn starter, Perk. Damn, the four man? If that was Brad Miller, it was 05, my rookie year. Oh, uh, I. Don't, I Okay, this is not a 10-minute. Okay, Ali, who is it? Okay, Kenny Thomas and Bonzi Wells. Bonzi Wells. <laughs> Bonzi Wells. Shout out Bonzi Wells. He was a bucket, bro. He was. Bonzi was. Bonzi, Catino Mobley. There's a bunch of guys, like, in the NBA rule changes where they would get you on the elbow and there was nothing that you can do because, like, the double team rules and stuff like that. Catino and Steve Francis would just alternate. One was on the left side. One was on the right side. Just, like, taking turns. Like, what? going to work on people. Yeah. Yeah, they were taking what? turns. 
Like, was, hey, yeah. Pause. Mm -hmm. Timeout, timeout. Listen, I need to call a timeout really quickly on this perk interview. Look, I want to welcome our new partners over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a daily fantasy made easy. And when I tell you easy, it's ultra easy. The NBA playoffs will be here in about a week, and you can get some extra skin in the game with Prize Picks. All first time users that deposit and use the promo code ROADTRIPPING. Say it again, road tripping will receive a hundred percent instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars. That means if you deposit a hundred dollars using our sign up code road tripping, you will get a hundred dollars from prize picks. If you sign up with our code and deposit 50 bucks, prize picks will give you 50 bucks. How does it work? Well, look, you between you pick between two and six players and then select whether they will score more or less than their prize picks projections. You can win up to Yes, wait for a second here. 25 times your money on any entry. 25 times your money, all right? All you have to do is pick between two and six players, select whether or not they will score less or more than their prize picks projections. You can win up to 25 times your money. For example, on Monday night, the Bucks were playing the Pistons and Brooke Lopez's rebound total was set on prize picks at seven and a half. A defensive player of the year candidate against the Pistons at seven and a half rebounds. Yeah, yeah, I, I was going to make that bet. Flew over it, crushed it, 14 rebounds. The game, too easy. That's too easy. Now, for our other pick of the night, and look, that was a tough one. I saw the Knicks were playing the Rockets, and the Rockets give up everything to everyone at all points in time. And they had just given up 151 points to the Grizzlies. So look, I targeted Julius Randle for the Knicks, who had just dropped 57 points against the T-Wolves last week. Now for this one, this is what I love about prize picks, though. We targeted Randle's points, rebounds, and assists. The total for the night, which was about 39 and a half. It was 39 and a half to be exact. Tough break as Julius Randle only played 28 minutes in that game. Yeah, that was a tough one. So that's what I love about prize picks, man. Sometimes it's a sure bet. Another time, you know, something doesn't go right. At prize picks, you aren't competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available for that day's games. Look, prize picks, they offer projections on any sport that you watch. NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, everything, esports, NASCAR, it's so much. They have everything. Prize pick entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. You don't have to be on the app all day. You can get in there, make your pick, boom, boom, out, and then enjoy the game. You just saw how I made my picks. It's that easy. Prize picks is safe and they offer fast withdrawals. Download prize pick today. And look, make sure you use the fantasy sports code Road Trippin'. You gotta use that promo code. They will match you up to a hundred dollars when you sign up. So you already know what to do, Richard Jefferson. Now let's get back to this interview. Um. All right, we've got about five minutes left. That's it. If the end. Yeah, I gotta get to Rich, work. Bro. Rich has Some of to us get work. to work. Apparently. <laughs> um. If the season ended today, we'll go around the horn. It's the most popular conversation right now. We'll start with Perk. Who's your MVP? <laughs> if the season ended today, I would have to give it to Joel Embiid. And it's no disrespect to Giannis because I think Giannis were getting bored with him. But let me say this. The reason I would give it to Joel Embiid is because he was the runner-up last year. He came back and had a better season this year. 
second year in the league, second year in a row leading the league in scoring, doing it on both ends. And I just think he earned it. I just think he earned it. I just think he really, really deserved it. Forget the crying and whining that he, he's been, you know, complaining about in the media. When it comes to him getting on the floor and delivering in great fashion, he has not disappointed us. So I, I have, I currently have Giannis over Embiid, but I think right now the way the season ends, uh, I, I think it's still Jokic. I have Jokic, Embiid, or I have Jokic, Giannis, then Embiid, and it's probably the closest MVP race that I, I have really witnessed and seen in in my lifetime that I remember kind of following throughout the season. Um, I, you know. I just think, like, again, if we're going to put – we're talking about the two best records in Milwaukee and we're talking about the best record in, in Denver. Um, it, it's just tight for me. I, I'm I'm still – I love – like, what, what, what Jokic has done is, is historic, the numbers. Um, but I, I – I like. I think that Giannis has the best team in basketball. Just pick they go out one, there and prove bro. It. Like I just said, Giannis, bro. All right. Well, you actually said Jokic. Jokic over. Yeah, you said Jokic. No, I'm saying. No, I'm saying I have Giannis over. I have Giannis over Embiid, and then I have Jokic as one. So that would be my one, two, three. Channing. Uh, mine is is Embiid, right? I think we talked about what guys did last year, or this is stuff. Like this is a this year trophy, and we look at like Joel Embiid's dominance and how he's doing it. And then to contradict my own self, you would look at like, who's having a year outside themselves, right? Who's having a better year, better than the year that we thought they would ever have. And that's Joel Embiid, right? You look at like what he has done. I think he has 35, 30 point games or something like that. Like it's unheard of. And to lead the league in scoring two years in a row as a center in this day and age where it's all, it's basically guards, um, you're not, I don't want to say anybody else is wrong by saying Giannis or Jokic, but you can't say that, oh, well, Jokic just should be it because he doesn't have an all-star. Well, James Harden didn't make all-star this year. So like, for me, you look at like his body of work this year and his dominance and what he's doing for his team. And also this is my criteria. He wants it. He wants to be the face of the league. He wants that, that, that name on the back of his Jersey, you know, that MVP that can carry, uh, the NBA outside of basketball, right? He's dynamic. He's engaging. Um, he control people. And he also steps up when he needs to, when it comes to playing other big men. Like he did give Jokic 49. Yeah, but so, but, but he he didn't give Jokic an opportunity to get his lick back the other night, which I was highly disappointed in him. But get can I say this? But is it about the, this is a regular season award? They're trying to, no matter, even if he had given him another 50 piece and he gets hurt and doesn't do well in the playoffs, they go, well, here we go. We give another MVP trophy to a guy. His health is more important than that one game. You know what? I'm right? glad you brought this up because I actually have a vote and I'm going to consider this because I'm glad you brought this point up. Like a guy that actually values being the MVP or want to win the mm-hmm. award and actually says it plays a lot in, into that. Sure. I don't want to vote for somebody that said, "Oh, I don't care about winning the MVP." Why? Why wouldn't you care? Like it's the highest individual award that you could accomplish in the league, and I'm not talking about like the Finals MVP. But why wouldn't you want to get that? So for people to come Fair out point. and say, "Oh, you don't care about it," or 
I don't care about that. Like, why would you care about winning a MV, the MVP of the NBA? Like, that's ridiculous. Perk, so, say that, that, that part, Perk, I'm 100% with you. Now, I'm not big on the campaigning. I'm not big on that type of stuff. But to dismiss it, and, and again, I think I think Jokic's story is more of like, look, I've won the MVP. I want to win a championship. So I don't want to take those words out of context and say, like, that's not what my focus is. Even for when you're looking at Joel Embiid, he has prioritized in that singular game because he was like, look, I want to win a championship. I want to. Yes, I do want to win the MVP. And I miss out on that matchup. It's because. That's just one of the goals into my ultimate goal, which is winning a championship. And if your first goal is going to, or if your third goal is going to affect your first goal, then it's like, I got to sit out of, I got to sit out of this but, game, even though I'm messing up a matchup. But don't y'all love it when somebody feel like you, they feel bad and they, they feel hurt that they didn't win it. Like that, that's yeah. so, like Joel not winning it. Like that hurt him. Like I, I love to see I, that. What, yeah, Draymond, Draymond, like that's that that's that's my that's my homie, man. But like when he was like making fun of Rudy Gobert that got emotional because he didn't make the all-star game and he was a little pissed off. Like, like the bro, like that means a lot to him. Like I'm yeah, I'm not no, I, I'm not saying I'm not look, I don't care how you show emotion. I'm we're not gonna throw the toxic masculinity, but like I give a fuck when people care. I give yeah. a fuck when people right. care. And if it shows that and he was genuinely hurt, like that's fucking fine. I'm not going to question. I'm not going to think he's soft out on that court. You're no, not going to just look. So I'm just saying that, like, to we, the fact that people can openly say that they are affected and they and they're upset. Shoot, don't forget after after they went didn't win after Joel didn't win the MVP last year. He did like that that you know he he it was affecting him. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Absolutely. You can see it was affecting him, and like that motivates him for the next year. I was going to say, and I don't think it shows more uh, than in the way in which he responded. And he comes back and he does it again and continues uh -huh. to play at a high level and Better. shows well, that he deserves it. Well, Allie, you're not getting off the hook. Who's your MVP? I believe I've said this as well, and I'm going to stick to it. I would go with Joel Embiid. Okay. All right. Guys, For, I, I mean, just everything. Hey, Richard, before you go, <laughs> before you go uh, are those special made earbuds for you? Like, did you have to if I could hang up on you? If I could hang up on you, I would, but there's like a no, problem. Like, like, did you get them? Like, you had to do a special order. <laughs> Actually, Perk, before we let you go, even though Rich has to run because he has another job, uh, can I get your thoughts on something? And I think Channing would weigh in and it'd be fun if we could keep this going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if the Bucks and Celtics were to start a seven game series, I feel like we have to talk about this tonight. Who are you taking to win the East? The Bucks. It's not even close. It's not even close. It's it's. When did that change? It, what? So the this two is, not even close. So it changed for me when I started watching the Bucks add more pieces. It also changed for me when I started watching Brooke Lopez elevate his game even more on both ends of the floor. It changed for me. When I start noticing around the league and I said to myself, what other front court in the league could match up with Giannis, Brooke Lopez, and Bobby Portis, who's averaging 14 and 9 off the bench of, on an efficient level? And then I looked at, like, Drew Holiday is just special, one of the most underrated players in the game. But why? Like, 
every time, first of all, it's only a few players that I would actually spend my hard-earned money and purchase a, a ticket to go watch, and Giannis is one of them. This guy is playing like he has never accomplished nothing in his career. He is playing like he has something to prove. And when I watch his body language, when I watch him after games and, you know, his mindset, I'm like, I'm betting my money on this guy. I got my faith in this guy, in this superstar, when it comes down to a seven-game series because he won't stop. Did you see what – and I know it was the Pacers, but did you see the highlights of the game last night? Like, it was ridiculous. It was it was like the dunk like, – Yes. It's like, okay, you know he's 38. Allie, he had 38 of the easiest. <laughs> like, get that baby out to street points. And not to interrupt you, Perk, but watch. No, you're good. We were laughing. Three we posters. Like, what do you do? Three posters. Why won't he be the MVP? He he should. He should. His team is too good. No, but Middleton's been out. And here's another thing that people don't realize or they haven't noticed. Giannis is actually, for his points per game, he's averaging a career high. Yeah. yeah. He's also played the least amount of games between the three. In 30 minutes. In 30 minutes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He played the least. <laughs> That's what's crazy. So there's two things. Number one, and I'm going to say this, Ime Udoka – is it made the the Celtics who they are, and this coach has done a great job of absorbing that. <clears throat> but like games where they lost to the Wizards, I would assume, based on what I know, they would not have lost that game with Ime Udoka. He would have had them prepared and made them held them accountable to. There's no Bradley Beal, no Kuzma, no someone else. He would have said this game is important because. If we want home court advantage, right, they were one game out or a game and a half. They would have been a half game out for tonight's game. Now they're two, so they might not even play. But he held them accountable. He held them accountable both offensively and defensively and had a way of talking to them that was uh, like, especially Marcus Smart, right? He would call Marcus Smart over and be like, yo, that's some bullshit. Don't fucking do that again. Get back in there. But, like, not in a yelly way, but more in a, a pop way. He had the That's attention. One. Yeah. Yeah. Two, the Bucks. that's a fucking team of men. So if we're worried about the physicality of Giannis now, right, you have a healthy Brooke Lopez. Brooke has never felt healthier in the last 10 years with his back mm -hmm. surgery. Bobby Portis should have been sixth man of the year. Yep. Jay Crowder's fresh, ready to go. Joe Ingles off his injury is another screen and roll guy that can run point at 6'9". Drew Holiday obviously feels good, giving somebody a 51. You want to know why he got 51? The Pacers had no answer. They had to triple team Giannis, and you're going to leave all-star caliber Drew Holiday, who's a big guard, 6'6", with one guard? Not a chance. Then you have the coach who's like, listen, I know I put you in a good position. They're number one, I think, on defense. They're number one uh, close to be on the most threes in the game. So what do you do? And also, who the fuck is guarding Giannis? No offense, Grant Williams. No offense, Al Horford. No offense, Jalen Brown. No offense, 
Who else and, they gonna bring? We don't, know, we don't know the status for as Robert Williams. He he still hasn't put five games together for us being healthy. He had zero points and, the other and night. And then they and, and look, Ali Shannon, they have home court throughout the playoffs. So shotgun that, Jeremiah. But can I can I tell y'all this? Yes. I love Jalen Brown. Like I, I love him. I don't know. I love Jalen Brown. Like I feel like everyone don't, does. He don't get enough credit. Like he's having a career year. Uh, Does he stay in Boston? Ooh. Now that is another problem that I'm having with Boston. Is something is going on in that locker room or in that organization because he is giving me all the signs that he wants out of Boston. Whether it's him addressing the fan base, whether it's him basically talking about you know, let's see how much the 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 organization really value me because my name is in trade rumors every single year. And not only do you lose Ime Udoka, right? But you also lose Damon Stoudemire, who yep. was kind of like that that real one that they could come to him, you know, or he could kind of be like, hey man, stop fucking around. You bullshit. <laughs> yeah. He's not on that bench no more. No. Mm. And you need that you need for that. them. You need that. And Robert Williams, he is key, absolutely key to them. Because Al Horford is Al Horford, but he's getting up there. They have no rim protection. So we're like, why is their defense not as good? They're still great. Now we're, we're nitpicking. They are a very good team. They are going to yeah. make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. But we're comparing them to the Bucks, the most complete team in the NBA. Anytime you have a guy like Jalen Brown, to me, Top three, four, two-way player in the NBA. Yeah, under youth. What, nigga? What? How much? Right here. Here's a piece of paper. Write down how much you want. There you go. It, it, there's not a question of what it is. And think about this: like the opportunity of Jalen Brown anywhere else to do what Mikael Bridges is doing, because he can. He can. We have. Seen, he can. You can build your whole culture around him because his he is rooted in defense and his offense is just a reflection of his hard work. Where he's like, for me to get in a rhythm is to play the best player every night. Yeah. If I get 20, I get 20. Yeah. But I can. Mm-hmm. So, like, imagine that anywhere in the league. So, imagine, imagine that. What? Imagine this. Imagine that in Orlando. Imagine this, Allie. <laughs> Imagine this. Imagine the Lakers getting into the playoffs, which I believe that they will. And imagine them getting in at the eighth seed, which I think that's where they're going to get in at. And I got them beating the Nuggets in the first round. Okay, that was actually – I had that question. Who would give the Nuggets a better first-round series? Yeah. The Lakers, yeah? And you have them making it past Denver. Uh, If they match up 1-8, I have LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and D'Angelo Russell beating the Nuggets. Okay, let me ask you this question. Rich and I actually talked about this last night. In a Laker Nuggets series, who's the best player on the floor? Anthony Davis. He was the last time that they played. It's I, I would have to say no, no, no. I would have to say Jokic is now. Here's why: because it's Jokic. <laughs> Everyone else, we have not seen the second best player on the Nuggets is not Jamal Murray anymore. It's Aaron Gordon, right? Jamal Murray. When's the last time you've seen him have a forty-point outburst? And that right? gives you, but but if 
Aaron Gordon is your second best player, and it's not a knock on him. That should give us all the reasons to believe that if they match up with the Lakers, they're going to the Lakers are going to win that series. Here's why I yeah. say AD. Jokic is going to have to guard. The last time I watched them play in the playoff series in the bubble, AD was ha- averaging Shaq numbers. I believe one of, one of those games, I mean, I think he had like 38 and 20 or something, and they was just like feeding him. And so yeah. you now with what they have is you can't just double them. Like you can't double and you still got to worry about Braun. Like he's not averaging 30 right now. And you still got yeah. Dennis Schroeder coming in off the bench. You got D'Angelo Russell with, who's playing like he has something to prove and happy to be back in a Laker uniform. And the one thing about the one thing about the Lakers that I could say Darvin Ham has done a great job of this season. They have an identity on the defensive end. Yeah, for sure. Whether they make or miss shots, that's that's a give or take in any game. But one thing they do do, they have an identity on the defensive end. And that Vanderbilt kid, the Texas boy, he is something special with his high motor. Okay, look, I'm not saying this just because I cover the Lakers day in and day out, but it is because I cover the Lakers day in and day out. Obviously, yeah. the number one rated defense since the trade deadline, all-star break, if you will. Um, the one thing when you bring up the Anthony Davis component back to the bubble against Denver, we can't forget that when the Lakers went with their bigs and Dwight Howard was a huge component in that defensively, that matchup, do the Lakers have the defense to take Denver out? This this is what I would do, you know, and I probably shouldn't be, but whatever, it is what it is. What I would do is <laughs> I would actually mix it up. I would actually put AD on Aaron Gordon to start off and let him be a wrong guy. And Aaron Gordon is going to have to show me that he's capable of knocking down threes and, and, and uh, pull-up jumpers because I would have AD lurking around the paint. And I would start Vanderbilt, who's 6'9", 6'10", on Jokic. And I'm not saying Vanderbilt would stop him, but I'm what I will say is that Vanderbilt will make certain things tough on him. Maybe fronting the energy, the the deny, and also just being that high motor guy to wear him down a little bit. That's what I would do if I was Darvin Ham. That's just me. I think you look at matchup wise, the Lakers now have enough players where even if Braun was going to get Jokic the first quarter and then second quarter put Vanderbilt on him, and then third and fourth, AD has him. My thing is your firepower comes from KCP. Bruce Brown is great but undersized. Michael Porter Jr., who's shooting the lights out this year, but in the playoffs, who's he guarding? They're going to be in rotations all day, right? And, again, my thing is – Jamal Murray hasn't the, – the reason why they went to the Western Conference Finals that year in the bubble, Jamal Murray was that dude. Yeah. Was that dude. It's, it's, Jokic was doing his thing, but this motherfucker was going to get in 50. Can I, can I ask y'all this? So with Braun winning this – I mean, with Braun being the all-time leading scorer, breaking Kareem record this season, the Lakers being on the outside looking in the entire season, if they get into the postseason 
and they make a run, which they could, which they can, because the West is so wide open, and they get to the finals, and they complete the mission, where does that rank for us all-time runs, championship moments for LeBron James? Easily number one. Even over the 3-1 Cavs. I mean, no, we're not doing that. Easily number even, two. Even over, <laughs> even, Channing, yeah, smart. Even over the 2018 run? Listen, Allie, did you see this team at the beginning of the year? This was disgusting. Yeah, but I, I also was a part of the day in, day out of the 2018 run after that trade happened. So He's 38 years old. He is 38 years old. Jordan did not make the playoffs when he was at 38. Kobe did not make the playoffs when he was 30 or 38. The only real superstar made it after 38 was Kareem. And I think he was averaging like four points or something like that. It's eight points. It was something crazy. Yeah. I might be disrespecting, but close. He didn't really have that crazy of an impact. If Braun goes to the NBA finals again at 38, we y'all better not say nothing. It's not like, I don't believe that there is one true best player ever, but Y'all better, y'all better put some respect on his name. I'm saying, that, I'm, I'm just saying, what, along with what he did this season, for his breaking Kareem record, being the all-time leading scorer, putting all that in one, he's averaging 38 and seven right now at 38. I'm just asking, and, and it's not like we just throwing some. I'm just throwing something out there because it really can get done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what's crazy. Wow. Yeah. If that happened, we would we I would have more work to do at the end of the summer <laughs> than the day on Lakers. Oh, oh be mad right. about it. Um I, I actually really like that take, Perk. I appreciate that one. Um before I let you guys go, I do want to get your thoughts on this just because you guys obviously are a big part of the league and still are today. Um, can we talk about the CBA for a second? And just get your thoughts just in terms of um, Adam Silver obviously said, if an agreement isn't reached by Friday evening, then the league intends to opt out of the current CBA as we're recording this today. It is Thursday. So the wedge here is just a couple of notes. Um, A hard salary cap aimed to prevent luxury tax spending and have balanced spending limits for all franchises. Two other issues, allowing high schoolers to join the NBA again, eliminating the one and done rule and also installing games played minimums for players to qualify for season-ending awards, which is a whole thing in itself. Um, How deep are the issues, my question to you guys, with today's players? And do you think we'll see our first NBA lockout, which has not happened since 2011? Where where are your thoughts? Okay, what's the first one? So I think high schoolers were wasting time in college. Come on up here. If you can't make it, go somewhere else. It's, it, it, this is other than football. You got to be a man. Listen, if you have the opportunity to play here, Scoot Scoot Henderson should be in the NBA. Preach. It's just why are we? Why what? is it okay? Is it the NCAA? What is it? Eighteen year olds can't be men. But wait, it's okay for Braun or Kobe or KG or all these, or even Perk or Joe Green. Look at all these players, Monte Ellis, mm-hmm. who never went to college, who have successful NBA careers. Why are we, this is a man's league. If you think you're a man or a GM thinks you're a man, then let's see. The turnover rate is going to be the turnover rate regardless. If you can't adjust and adapt, and if you are a bust, whether you go four years of college or one year of college, you're going to be a bust or not. It's not going to help you. And college is not made 
don't get me started on this. College basketball is not made to make better NBA players. Thank you. It's made for the NCAA tournament, and that's it. When's the last time somebody's been good in college, won in college, and then been great in the NBA? Thank you. I'll wait. Thank you. It doesn't work. I, it, High school is better for basketball than in colleges. It, thank you. And nothing gets you ready for the NBA like being in the NBA. And I'm not talking about being on the floor. I'm talking about actually being in the locker room. It was so many guys. One, I don't think they go reach an agreement. To be honest, which I really don't. You don't? I don't. No, I don't. I don't. I don't think they'll reach an agreement by tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. right? No, they, yep. they, I don't think. No, they're not doing that. So, <laughs> I I witnessed as a vet, a young vet. So many guys that went three and four years of college come in and still couldn't adjust to the NBA game. And it took them a season. So in Texas, right, where I went to high school at, your junior and senior year of high school, you were able to start because refine like in Beaumont, Texas is surrounded by like seven to eight refineries, like Valero, Exxon, things of that nature. So if you get major jobs, right in that city or in that area, you're gonna be a you're gonna go and work in the plants, right? That's that's the job that's gonna pay you six figures or more. They allow you to actually start training and going to classes your junior and senior year of high school. So by the time you graduate, you walk right into seventy five to eighty thousand dollar year jobs. If same with same with being a mechanic. Like you could go for to be a mechanic, you could go to being a welder, things to that nature. And you go as soon as you graduate, you can start off making $21, $22 an hour, which is great, right? Like salary wise. I mean, yeah, like salary wise. Why is it any different for high schoolers that play ball? Because I keep having to remind people. It's entertainment to the to the world. This is a job. If this kid is ready to step into this lane to go to to his to to go and start his career, who of who of like why why are people stopping it? Like why are people saying, "Oh, go to college for a year"? It's gonna like no. If they ready, let those kids go. And what you just give the kids the opportunity to show whether or not they're ready. What if they're not? What if they fail? Well, well, Allie, so I sat on the bench my entire oh, people fail all the time. <laughs> so I sat on the bench my entire first season. Fair. I didn't Fair. even get a jersey. You remember, like, mm-hmm. and you remember, Allie, when you came in at, in 2003, if you got put on an injury reserve list, you were on there for at least five games minimum. Yeah, it was a minimum. Yeah, minimum. So, but I learned so much, like, I, and I – Granted, I had a great group of vets, but I learned so much just being in the locker room. I learned how to be a true, true professional. I learned on it wasn't what you do, it's how you do it type things for us, the lifestyle of the NBA and things to that nature. So I don't think they reach an agreement. I really don't. Not about not tomorrow um, because the owners really feel some type of way right now. Like they really do. It's not just Adam Silver, but it was too much that went on from Ben Simmons to James Harden to Kyrie. Like, it's other areas that they want to attack that 
you know, like guys got to get held accountable. So, no, I don't think they reach an agreement. Do you think that um, – I actually really liked this. Do you think that playing a minimum amount of games should factor into awards? A thousand percent. I'm with you. Th- it doesn't even yeah. – like the purpose is to play basketball. You, you fumble in the bag for everyone else after you if you play one every four games. People don't want to give you – owners don't want to give the next generation this crazy amount of money if they go – well, I'm only going to see him once a week until the playoffs if we make it. How do I build a team around that? Mm-hmm. How do I build a team around somebody? How, do, how does somebody – okay, so let's say a guy doesn't meet that minimum, but he is crazy popular with everyone else, and he wins all these awards because he plays 40 games, 45 games. The NBA is about the grind. Now, <clears throat> I understand – to me, 65 to, to 70 games, 60 to 70 games – is reasonable whether you get sick, hurt your ankle, whatever it is, or you got tendonitis, you know, you hurt your back. That to me, that's acceptable. These guys that are playing 50, 42 to 50, 42 to like 58, that ain't the season. That's a that's two college seasons. Mm-hmm. What about you're missing mm-hmm. a third of the season, right? If you really think about it, like that's you're missing. Two flat out months, you should not be put in the same category as the guys that, hey, I got tendonitis. Maybe I shouldn't uh, practice as much, but let me take care of my body. You should reward the guys that are doing that. They should be put, you should get a bonus for playing all 82. Like working through stuff until it becomes, until that becomes a culture again. Well said. I agree with you. Um, I don't know about you, but Perk, what's the agreement we have to come to? How many cases of chosen family wines? How much dough do we have to give you to have you as a uh, co-host with us on on uh, road tripping? We love having you, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Allie, you and you and Shannon just put me in a group message without Richard, and let's just work out the details, okay? And, and I'm always down. I'm always down. Look, the thing is, is this: I'm always free. I, I like I have absolutely nothing to do with my life. Stop it. Burke, you're on TV more than anybody he else. Almost, he almost just called you Richard. <laughs> no, no, he didn't. Don't do that. Don't do that shit. I know don't he didn't. Uh, Burke, you're amazing. I'm a phone this call away. Fun. I'm a phone call away. I keep telling y'all, like, Burke, Richard see me every day. You know what's crazy is that Allie and Shannon are holler at me and say, hey, Burke, you want to come on? I see Richard every day, and he's just like, Walking around these dumbass loafers, feeling himself. Like, who told Richard he looked good? Because lately he been, I hate those loafers. Yeah, but, but lately he's been on this kick about how handsome he is now, and and I'm just sitting up saying, like, who are you? I like overnight he has completely changed. You know what? It's based on how skinny he feels. Aww. <laughs> Look, someone's got to feel good for themselves, and that's certainly right. Richard. Um, <laughs> you guys are amazing. This was fun. Uh, we'll do it again sometime soon. Perk, thanks as always. All right, thank y'all. Appreciate y'all having Perk is amazing. As always, we're going to take a quick break to share a few messages from our partners that we love so much. And on the other side, it is four-time WNBA champ Simone Augustus. Hey, Road Trippers, our next partner has a product we're personally using every day. We're all taking Athletic Greens because we want more energy, better immune systems, and we all got tired of taking pills and vitamins. Want to see what the hype is all about? 
It's obvious. Every scoop of AG1 tastes great and helps us to feel our best in the morning. We have the peace of mind knowing that we're beginning every day with 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, and even probiotics. Right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially in the middle of cold and flu season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash roadtrippin, take ownership over your health, and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Again, go to athleticgreens.com slash roadtrippin, get started today. Calling all road trippers, we all love a good road trip on this podcast, right? See what we did there? Well, as the weather gets good and big plans get made, make sure you're driving to your destination on a great set of tires from our friends at Discount Tire. Discount Tire is your one-stop shop for not only tires and tire maintenance, but also custom wheels and accessories, like a new pair of windshield wiper blades. America has trusted Discount Tire for over 60 years, and with over 1,100 locations across 38 states, they're sure to be one near you. Their industry-leading selection offers more than 70 brands of tires and more than 90 wheel brands. And now you can visit their website, discounttire.com, to locate a store, schedule an appointment, search for top brands, and even select and pay for your tires. Head to discounttire.com today to register for email discounts and access the latest entire safety tips. You'll also find helpful information about the maintenance schedule of your specific make and model of vehicle. Want to cut the line? We've got you, road trippers. Wait times are 30% shorter when you buy in book online at discounttire.com. So what are you waiting for? Head to your local Discount Tire or discounttire.com today, and let's get you taken care of. Hey, road trippers. Spring is here, and it's time to get your fit right for this warmer weather. Get yourself some gear that's meant to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun with premium polarized shades customized snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays. It's an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. They've got durable frames, extremely clear optics for all of our outdoor adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by their lost and broken replacements, meaning if you're like me, lose or break a pair, even on day one, they'll send you a new pair. No questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. With Shady Rays, you can look good and feel good. To date, they've donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. If you don't like them, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Again, their team, they always have your back. And here's an exclusive offer for all you road trippers out there. Shady Rays is giving you their best deal yet. Go to ShadyRays.com and use the promo code ROADTRIPPIN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades that are rated five stars by over 200,000 people online. It's ShadyRays.com and enter the promo code road tripping. Calling all our single road trippers out there. Confidence, it's key when it comes to dating. But if you've struggled to find worthwhile connections, it can be difficult to feel your best when meeting new people. With Talkify, that's spelled T-A-W-K-I-F-Y, you'll feel confident that you're meeting someone special who is picked just for you. Talkify is the country's number one modern matchmaking service that's designed to help you achieve relationship success. Their trusted compatibility specialists hand-select successful and compelling candidates so you can date consciously and productively. 
Here's how it works. The Talkify matchmakers meet with you to learn about what you're looking for in a partner. Then they'll select and screen potential match candidates for you, doing background checks, video interviews, and asking the tough questions that are just too awkward for first dates. We've all been there. From there, your matchmaker plans your date instructions and handles all communications for you, creating a safe and stress-free dating experience. Talkify is committed to finding your match. 80% of match clients met their person within the first 12 matches. And right now, Talkify is offering all Road Trippin' listeners 20% off when you become a client at talkify.com slash road That's T-A-W-K-I-F-Y dot com slash road for 20% off when you become a client. Head over to talkify.com slash road today. Hey, road trippers. If you're looking to catch your favorite teams and concerts live and in person, you need to download the Game Time app. Richard Channing and I are always looking for the best prices on game tickets, and we're usually buying them on the day of the event. We don't have to stress if our game or event is starting in a few hours. Why? Because it's actually the best time to buy thanks to the Game Time app. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater shows near you. With killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guaranteed, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you'll have. We love the added perks of the Game Time app, including flash deals, last minute tickets, the seating map feature with panoramic views from your desired ticket location, and their lowest price guaranteed. That's right. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit your account 110% of the difference. Once you find the seats you want, you're just two taps away from getting tickets sent directly to your phone. It really is that easy. So snag your next set of tickets without the stress on Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and you Use code ROADTRIPPIN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code ROADTRIPPIN for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. No, but seriously, yeah, yeah cover your, <laughs> your gorgeous chiseled face up. Like, we oh don't want to. God. <laughs> so antsy this morning. <laughs> yeah, I'll do. <gasps> Uh, welcome into this edition of Road Trippin' with RJ and Channing, Richard Jefferson, Channing Fry. I'm your host, Allie Clifton, um, and today's guest needs no introduction. I truly mean that from the bottom of my heart. She's so excited to be here that she just left, actually. Um, but she is a four-time WNBA champion. She's an eight-time all-star. She's got tons of gold medals, Richard. Um, her number... <laughs> has been retired by the LSU Tigers. Her number has been retired by the Minnesota Lynx, where she spent all of her WNBA career minus the final season. She spent in LA with the Sparks. Um, and now she has a statue, and she's also an author. Again, as I said, she needs no introduction. Simone Augustus, that's her name. Yeah, um, it up. And we are so excited to have you. Let, let's Thank see, you Jenny, do, you, do you think that uh, Channing thinks that everyone should get an MVP. Simone, as, as someone that's a very competitive person, do you believe in those theories? Do you believe in that? I don't. I don't think. That everyone yeah. Should get an MVP. Yeah. yeah. No. No. Listen, I'm not. A, I'm not a participation award guy. I'm just saying this year. I'm saying this year, in the NBA, there is a transition from, like everyone moves what matters for the MVP. Like the year you won, it was like, oh yeah, that that is yours. You because you were just the best. And then on this, it's like, what is the best? Is it Giannis or is it, you know, Jokic? Is it Embiid? And so it's just it just whatever anybody thinks. It's not like a criteria. Yeah, we need there to specify criteria. the criteria. Yeah, yeah. 
Like, I mean, in the W, it's like the top player is the one who has the, you know, the winning team, you know, winning, scoring average, things like that. So it just makes sense. So we had the top team in the league. I was the MVP, you know, Maya was the MVP whatever year we were the top team every year. Like we continue to have so many players off our team that were renting those accolades based on the fact that our team was so successful. So who's the top team in the NBA right now? The Bucks. The Bucks. <laughs> so it should be honest. I, I'm not even mad at the, after watching him get 38, 18, and like eight last night. And Drew Holiday and also on the bench one. and laughing on the bench. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, hold on, that's a that's a light night. You, that's a little that's a little snack. Are you getting 38 and 18. Having said that, Simone, I, I don't want to make mm-hmm. you come onto this podcast and talk about the NBA MVP, <laughs> but you know, look at the end of the day, you are one and a Finals MVP at that. So. Um, having, having said that, where should we begin? I think we should start first with your book, uh, Hoop Mm -hmm. Muses. And I, I would love for you to kind of educate us on what that's all about and kind of the inspiration behind it. I mean, it's just a collection of stories, basically our history. Um, I got tired as a, as a player and now a former player of running into people and them not knowing enough about our history. And now, as you see, uh, some of the younger players started entering the league and we're trying to compare them to just say older players, Deanna Nolan, you know, players that are now that, that are around or kind of not around, but you're seeing players with some of those similarities and you're trying to, you know, get them to go and study these players and they have no idea who these people are. And I'm just like, Oh, no, that has to stop. We have to educate them on our history and where we've been, where we're going and uh, how far we want to go with it. And so Hoop Muses kind of gives us that opportunity to basically take it back to the beginning times when Dr. James Naismith brought the game into existence and talking about the women's fight just to be in the game. And what struggles, mm. what struggles, what resistance, what restrictions we had being that we were ladies and what we could and couldn't do because of the thoughts of our physical capabilities and to get to like different moments in times where we had Nancy Lieberman signing the first hundred thousand dollar contract. You know, you, you know, the story about Tennessee and UConn and that battle and what that meant. What did old dominion mean in their time? What did USC and the lady Trojans mean during that time and how that pushed the needle forward for women's basketball. So Hugh Muses just kind of takes us through different times, different era, different stages of our um, history and basically educates people on it. Well, and, and it's a beautiful, uh, it's, it's the, my favorite thing about the game of basketball is that we're all students of the game of basketball. We all love it. So me and Channing can sit up here and say, oh, when Larry Bird won the MVP in 84, when this person did this, now the WNBA came about in 1996. So like people make it seem like that's the start of the women's basketball. Like when that's not it. There was so many players before that, Cheryl Miller, so many players before that, that were doing epic, epic things. There just wasn't a, 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 American WNBA with that type of support to really amplify. And so, you know, I think our game, the the NBA benefits because so many players can study players from the past, can learn about them, can understand, you know, whether it's Kobe talking about Bill Russell's book and stuff like that. So the fact that you're helping to kind of chronicle the women's game and giving a, a textbook, if you will, of the great generations that have come before because that that should be damn near required reading don't tell me you want to be a division one basketball player and you don't know the history of the game yeah i'm, I'm pitching i could have wrote, wrote the forward of your damn book girl it ain't too late and no jump in there no, you're doing an awesome job we need that no because you're making sense about 
where we are, where we needed to be. Like I started the game watching Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Pistol Pete. Mm-hmm. Like I knew the origins of the game before the three point line. That's why my jumper mm-hmm. was so sweet. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah it makes sense. Oh. Say it yeah, louder. History game. Yeah, <laughs> you can't. You can't be. I. My opinion is you can't be a very good player or a great player and not know the history of the game. It's literally impossible. It is impossible to, or, and even as you ascend, let's say a player comes and they start to ascend. If you're ascending, it's because your work ethic and because your knowledge is improving. And if you really want to be great, you got to be like, okay, well, Chris Paul, how, how would you compare him to John Stockton? How would you compare him to this player? Are they taking little bitty tidbits? Kobe Bryant has said there is no Kobe Bryant without Michael Jordan. All he did was study, you know, you are in that class of the Michael Jordans, of the Kobe Bryants. So, like, if there's a player that's coming up and they're not studying you, they're missing out on so much. But a lot of it is because the hint of history. And so what you're doing, I'm a I'm a big basketball like history nerd. So I love what you're doing. Thank you. Yeah, I just think it's awesome. I'm a big history guy just in general. Right. You can't be better if you don't understand what everyone had to go through. And like, I think just a sense of appreciation of like the struggles from each person. And then like you build on that. Right. I think it's like, you look at what like Bill Russell struggle compared to, you know, like Kareem struggle compared to magic struggle compared to Jordan, whether that's on the court or off the court, those stories, it helps girls. You know, I have three girls, so I have one boy and three girls. And for them to understand and be able to relate to somebody, right? Even if they're they they're from the beginning, allows them to have the confidence to have success, right? But if they don't see it, right? Uh, you know, like I, I took a class in college, right? Where it's like, what if you, if little black kids don't see black doctors, <laughs> they don't know that exists. It's just not in their minds. So like, if little girls don't know, like if they were just like, oh, the NBA has just always been there, and they don't know the history of that, they think things are just given to them. Instead of like when something is earned, you have like a sense of uh, pride with it. And so I, I really uh, kind of excited to get the book and have it in the house and read it with my little nuggets. Good, good. I know. I think about that all the time. I'm like the fact that when you look up statistics and see that young girls just in sports is declining, like they're dropping out of sports and basketball is even at a higher rate. It's like is they we don't have enough of the resources and we don't have enough of the educational tools to keep them around and keep them motivated and inspired to want to continue to pursue this particular path. So, you know, have, if having this book available for them helps keep us, you know, relevant and keep keep their dreams alive and knowing that there are women that had struggles and continue to struggle to this day, but also have seen great success in this field, then I'm glad that Hoop Muses can can definitely be that source of inspiration for them. No, I was going to say, Channing, oh, you got it. I I was just thinking when we were told that uh, we could have you on the podcast, I truly thought right away of Channing's three girls. I just think like it's it's at that age, it's at that moment to your point of being able to impact and educate. And it starts with the youth. It starts with the young girls. And Channing will post videos of Margot playing basketball, uh, starting with her. And it's just it's inspi- it's inspiring um, to know that they do have someone to look up to. And I think it's incredible yeah. that you obviously put forth. You know, you've had this incredible career, but you're not done, and you're wanting to continue to impact and create change. Um, and so when I looked at the book too. Your handprints are all over it. What inspired the cover? Yeah, we just got to pick pieces in time. Obviously, the kiss that was going on the front cover. Um, but this the the most memorable moments. Um, Pat Summit, obviously, um, 
who she what she is to the game, what she means to the game, USA women's basketball, that piece. Um, we it's it was hard to be honest when we just kind of grabbed a few pieces here and there and just kind of seen what it looked like aesthetically and it was like okay that fits we made sure we honored different pieces in time but to be honest um i mean anyone could have been on that cover at any given time i will have to say you you the the ladies of the last couple generations have to be doing something amazing or feel proud um of like what's happening this year i think we've seen it over the last few years and not to transition, but like, even for me at the house, I caught my son watching an Iowa game, right? With the, I think her name is Caitlin, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, Caitlin geez, Clay. Oh God, yeah, no, yeah. Don't, don't like, mess this up. Don't, don't do that, don't, yeah. Don't, 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 don't. <laughs> no, he, I'm messing with you, Channing, I'm messing no, with you. Listen, you know. we're allowed, I, I, do brain, <laughs> I do brain farts, I'll be like, oh, uh, indeed. Yeah, yeah listen, indeed. I did this yesterday with like somebody with uh, Emmanuel Quickly, right? I was like, uh, Emmanuel Quagley, I was like on TV. <laughs> His parents are gonna text me like a mother. But listen, I've it's been, you know, for our house, and I'm not home very often, for my son with my daughter to be watching that game, like, yo, she's nice. Like, it, it's like, that gotta feel good of like the generation. And then there was a stat that came out that said that, it, she is the mm -hmm. most watched person in all of NCAA sports like basketball, yeah. which mm -hmm. is crazy. Her games are the most viewed, like the most talked about. Uh, I forgot somebody was saying, if you even mention her, it your ratings go up, like on Twitter, your responses go up more than any other player in NCAA basketball. So like, what does that feel like seeing where the popularity is coming from? We've known it now. Everyone else knows. <laughs> We've been saying it. We need more visibility. Put us on TV. Like, give us that shot. And so now we are getting that shot, and you see the response to it. Um, you know, and Caitlin Clark, obviously, being in Iowa, I played in Minnesota for a very long time. The Midwest does not play about their athletes. And to see someone have that kind of success, you know, triple double queen, like that was the first time in NCAA history someone had, what, 40? 40, yeah. 10, whatever it was. It wasn't like, a first round, and it wasn't a first round matchup. It was a matchup no. against Louisville, one of the best teams in the country. Like, it was, they, I believe they were the lower seed, too. Iowa. She had the first 30 point, and then the next game, she had the first 40 point. 40 point, yeah. So, the respect is there. Yeah, well, Simone, okay, so Bamani Jones, he has a thing, he has a great show on HBO called Game Theory. And he talked about the NCAA, uh, I think, pays $30 million for the rights to uh, to the, the women's Final Four and, and to those broadcasts, right? But they were talking about when the deal is going to come up, the deal is going to come up, and, and right now it's looking like they might have to pay $100 million. So basically what he's saying, he said that the, the league – has been undervalued by $70 million. Normally it's like, hey, we're gonna pay, we're gonna pay $60 million the next year. We're gonna pay, you know, we're gonna pay, you know, 75 million or the next, the next, we're gonna pay $75 million. It's not a 10, 15, 20% increment that you would see in the NBA or in Major League Baseball where you see the numbers grow up. When you see this, right? Because the women's game has been the women's game. Like this, there's always been stars in the women's game. And so when they talk about the contract coming up, you're like, they were undervalued so much, right? 
that there is that big of a gap between the end of this contract and what their next potential contract is going to be. Cause it was based off of the, after Sedona, um, uh, did the thing about the inequities in at, at the NCAA tournament and the men's facilities versus the women's facilities. And they did this whole outside research thing to find out that like the women's game is just being undervalued. It's like it, the ratings and the, the, the attention and all that is worth a hundred million dollars. They're paying. Th- so it looks like a good business deal, right? From one end, but it also means that the NCAA is not valuing their product the way it should be. And I think, you know, that's the biggest crime it, when you look at like, like it's there, the product is there for me. And I, this is in 96 when WNBA started my, I, I liked wing players, right? I like guys who I could see. And then my next favorite players were players that I would want to play with. So it was like Magic Johnson was my favorite player. I got to play with Jason Kidd. Don Staley was my favorite women's basketball mm. player without a doubt. Cause I'm like, that's, a, I'm a wing. I don't dribble. I barely shoot. I like to run. So I need a point guard. So if I'm like, I'm like, yo, Don Staley, she bad. Like she nice. And she would. And so like I've grown up because I was 16 and 96. So I've grown up watching Don Staley. I, shut up, bitch. I've been, I've been growing up watching Don Staley, right? I love her. And so to watch what she's done in the game and how she's amplified, I'm, I'm a stand over here for, for, for Don Staley. And that's what, again, it goes back into the history. Like I grew up with a faint, a, a favorite women's basketball player. Like she was my favorite, even like Sue Bird. She's probably, cause I love point guards. I love guys and women that are thinking the game that are seeing the game that would, I would imagine making the game easier for, for my, my, my inabilities. And so I just love the ambassadors that are coming out right now because the platform is there and your book and what you're doing. I just, I, we, we can't thank you enough for, for the growth of the game of basketball. Cause it's not men and women's it's basketball yes. and you're helping to grow the sport. Yeah, yeah. All right. A little louder for the people in the back. Yeah. yeah. I got you. Oh, <laughs> now. What, you, what you thought this was going to be a fluff interview. You thought this was going to be fluff. Hang it out now. We, you never know when you get on here. You never no. know. Some people do have a lot of fluff stories, but I'm loving it. I'm enjoying no, it. No. Are you excited? You're pumped. Obviously you're in Dallas right now. What's the hype like? Look, we haven't been here since 2008. So yes, I am pumped. I'm so happy we're back in the conversation. But just to see where they come from, I don't think Coach Malky expected them to be here this fast. Like she didn't expect to get the players that she got out of the portal and for everything to just come together. And it did. I mean, Angel Reese... Uh, Alexis Morrison, like all those players just kind of came together, had an idea of what they wanted to do, how they wanted to do it. And slowly but surely it started to come together. Now, strength of schedule was a little bit different from everyone else's. And they, <laughs> you know, people, <laughs> people were kind of like, eh, I don't know. And so you've seen that kind of in their rankings throughout the season, but sometimes less is more. You know, yeah. now they got a little bit more gas in the tank than some other teams and looking forward. Now, are they battle tested? That's the biggest question as far as like some some teams lost. I, and I said it myself. I was like in NCAA tournament, some teams need to lose for you to have a better opportunity to get to where you want to go. Now, with Virginia Tech, South Carolina, Iowa, these are teams that are battle tested and ready to go. I think we're ready for the challenge, but it's just going to, you know. My nerves are bad. Look, two thousand eight's a long two thousand eight's a long time. Two thousand eight's a long time. It feels like a long drought. It's not two thousand one drought, Channing. It's not two thousand one, <laughs> right? 
Because, you know, because Arizona has not been to the Final Four since I was there in 01. I know. What Channing happened? had it. Yeah. What, what happened, happened is, right, we, we had about five. Year? We've had, we've had five know. elite hey, eights. We've had five listen, elite eights, six I elite eights. I can't carry the team on my back. I can't do everything. I couldn't dribble Ch- back Ch- Channing had an epic, an epic fail. Still one of the most Channing didn't, though. Tournament. No, yes, he did. Yes, he did. No, I did I listened to that game. Channing, okay, Simone. Thank Simone, you. Listen, listen, listen. as the best player on the best player of the team, you you take all the you take all the positive, you take the all the negative. Only thing I'm saying is that your team had a what lead? 16 like, uh, point lead like with four minutes to go. Yeah, yeah. Look at Simone that, in college, that's Simone. That's a fail. That is, in, that's and, a fail. And, and look, listen. it didn't go to overtime. It, they lost in regulation, and that was the last time. No, no, no. We lost in overtime, you big dumb dumb. If, if, it feels like it felt like regulation, bro. It felt like Simone, regulation. Because once was the overtime hit, we was like, this is over for us. Simone, like, can I defend myself, team? please? Yeah, thank you. First of all, they had Darren Williams. Right? Oh, uh, we going to start going. We, gonna... we had Luther Head. Listen to oh. what I'm saying. I am a center. Listen, they're, all their forwards got the barbecue chicken. Okay, I am going to say this. They were shooting threes from where now kids shoot threes like Steph Curry. Like our game plan was to hold on to the hip, extend out. Oh, now you're talking about game plan. So you're saying Lute Olsen didn't have a good game plan? You said Lute Olsen didn't have a good game plan. Is that what you're saying? I'm not saying that. What I'm saying was (laughs) the adjustment was not there once they got hot. Did you see the highlights? I can't bring the ball up. Anyway, anyway, I dribble. See, see, this this is why we lost. This is why we lost. We had a lack of leadership from our best player. We had a lack of leadership from our best player. Simone would have told everybody to get out the way. Y'all can't do this. Thank you. I got it. I I got this. Get out the way. Locking them up. Simone fouled out the game. Yeah, fouled out the game. Yeah, fouled out the game. Yeah. It yeah. wouldn't have been but on my cool. head, no. Thank you, thank you. Right. See, Channing's, Channing's in a everybody should get a participation trophy. It wasn't no, my fault. No way. Yeah, it no, wasn't my fault. See, you've your seen problem. a reoccurring theme here. Simone. Put that on me, Can we get to the drama? Can we Rich, get to the drama? Way to bring that full circle. What? What drama? Way to bring that full circle, by the way. I, I want to talk about, I know we're going to get in trouble. I want to talk about the girl that got punched. <laughs> talk about the girl that got punched in line. What oh, we can't talk about? Oh, it? We <laughs> I we mean, it's a lot of stuff going on in that line. In those, I, I really think they should eliminate those handshake. Thank lines. you. Agreed. The guys do it. No, dude, I don't. I the guys had on the collegiate level. I know on the pro level, the guys don't. They'd be Hell like, "Hey, no. all right, I see. yeah." yeah, yeah. yeah I, the guys on the yeah, collegiate yeah. level do. They do. They do. I think I they should eliminate it. Yeah. I agree. I'm not, the point I'm is not, good enough. I see you all game. I, why do I want to shake your hand? I, hey, man. It's, hey, good game. Look, hey, okay, well, now that the NILs are here, we can now admit that college game is a professional game. It's a professional game with amateurs. They're not at the highest rank, so they are professionals. The more money that gets involved, the more scrutiny that gets involved, the more intense it's going to become, the more emotional it's going to become. I am – I. What that girl did, you don't do. We all know we, we don't need to go on this and blah, blah, blah. You don't do yeah. that. But people do get fired up. People do get emotion. It's not the first punch or fight to ever happen in these lines. Like, we've seen these things. Um, but, I, you know, as far as my thing is this, as far as charges being brought, I'm not a big fan of that. I'm not a fan of that. Suspender. 
suspender 100 yeah. she should be suspended she you know i don't know if she's a senior or not she but is it's a like senior. yes well suspend her for the next year tell her she can't <laughs> come back like figure out something the, the charges being brought to me are just like look Allie and i were talking about this yesterday it's like look aaron donald when they were in, in the preseason, took off somebody's helmet and was swinging at them, was swinging, swinging at a dude, right? Trying to, that let's as big as a silverback yes, gorilla. Yes, he's huge. He's and he was swinging. That. And all the coaches were like, hey, let's not talk about suspensions or penalties from both sides. They were like, you know, things get a little tough because they were going against another team in a, in a squad scrimmage. Like Draymond, love my guy Draymond. Like he gets into a fight. And there's no charges. And again, though, that was a teammate. But still, what I am saying is this. I'm not a big fan of charges being brought. I am a fan of penalties being imposed. Heavy, heavy, heavy penalty. Ban him for ban her from the NCAA forever. She can't coach. She can't do anything. Something. Those are the type of penalties that I'm okay with. Once we start talking about charges and once we start talking about any fight that happens in a game can now lead to charges. Because as far as I'm concerned, the handshake line, you're still in between those lines. You're still between those lines. You have not had a chance to emotionally calm down. You have not had a chance to emotionally reset. That's still the line. You're still between those four lines of the basketball court. And so in my opinion, I just, I'm, I'm not a fan of charges. I'm a huge fan of penalties. I agree. I see, let that girl who got hit get one good lick right in the back row. Like old school, like you used to do at school, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. But this is the bias between men and women. Use the the examples you use were all men. Aaron Donald, yes. um, uh, Draymond Green. Yeah. Now we're talking about women. We're always taught to suppress our feelings and our emotions and stuff like that. So now that these are coming outward, people don't know how to handle it. Like, no. okay, so what do we do with a woman that's fired up and you know, reaches out and touches somebody. Or what do we do? Like, because we had a situation with uh, the Louisville. They had a little yeah, exchange. Mm-hmm. It was, it was uh, yeah. uh, Van Bennett and the other girl. Yeah, mm-hmm. the girl was like, hey, you called me a B word again. I'm going to bring that B word out on you or whatever. And so that kind of went viral. Yeah, it went viral. So what are we going to do when women start to act more like men and express themselves a little bit more outwardly than, you know, do we contain them or do we punish, penalize, like, this is what the conversations are. Even like with uh, Angel Reese, she's doing TikTok and dances and she's licking her fingers and uh, people feel some type of way about those emotions being expressed, which causes a uh, lot of uh, frustration, confusion and having these societal conversations about what is allowed, what's not allowed based on your sex and your gender. Well, we'll even think about, OK, because we, we talk about we're history nerds and it's going to bother me. Uh, Brandy Chastain when they when they won the World Cup and she rips off her shirt right and that's what soccer players rip off their shirt every game but it's like well she has a sports bra on and it was a Nike advertisement it's like no that's fucking raw emotion that is raw pure emotion that when she scores and she rips off her shirt and there's that picture and it was like she like that that's what soccer that's what soccer football players do they score a goal they do that they rip you know what I'm saying like that and it's like well she's she's a, she's a she's a woman like how and it's like we again that was in the 90s when that happened and i remember it being the biggest news story not only because they won and they were great and Mia ham but because she took off her shirt and she was wearing a sports bra and it's like women are walking around in sports bras everywhere all the time like that like you can't go to a gym that's all it is it's like it is 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 you know women just like living themselves and so to see the emotion start to come out 
And it's like, we also need to be careful how we handle this. Should there be precedence and tone set? Yes. But to make it a criminal charge, as if it was a criminal assault, as if, as if this person is a criminal, it's like, you gonna get more, you gonna get a harder elbow in the game 15 times than, than whatever mm -hmm. the punch. And it was dirty. I am not defending this. I do not approve of it. I think that is the worst dirty, low blow thing that you can do. I just don't think it's a criminal act. And that's, that's my humble opinion. I love that we're having this conversation because Rich, when you and I actually brought this up last night, I was like, do we talk about it? Do we not talk about it? And Simone, to your point, it is a part of a discussion that needs to be had because of the differences. But now here we are and we're ready to have it. And I think Kaylee said it best too, with her scuffle with the, the uh, line in the Texas girl was you're only talking about it because it's women. We're only talking about it because it's women. Well, we need to talk about it now, you know, because yeah. it's, it's, it's a conversation that needs to be had. And I love it. I, I think women should be able to, to your point, Simone, express their feelings, be who they are. Um, mm -hmm. and, and not let's, let's not all shy away and look away because we're women, you know? I love it. Um, I love it. Yeah, I like it. That's, that's my if in time, well, you know, go. we're not talking about just the act, right? So I think you said something about like women acting more mm -hmm. like men. I don't think that's no offense to you. I don't think that's correct. Just women who are putting in, hours of their life for something that they absolutely love and mm -hmm. if you and you and the person across from you have one piece of food to eat you're gonna fight tooth nail and claw to eat that food so like in this basketball game the more that these girls these women have put in the more that they're emotionally invested things are going to come out how they come out and that's just mm -hmm. the game of basketball to me i love that i don't like the dirty shit afterwards but you know hey, listen worse things have happened thank god the girls are right it is what it is. Don't do it again. Get penalized or, you know, don't, I don't want to say don't graduate, but don't do something. Maybe go to DeVry. Who knows what it is? <laughs> <laughs> but like, I like that. I don't want to see, I don't want to see this like frou-frou stuff, right? I like, when I watch a girls game, the skill level has gotten wildly amazing. It's like just so, and then the emotional content behind that I don't want to I don't want women to be subdued based on what men think they should be. And to talk about Brandy Chastain, even me being I don't forgot how old I was during You're that time, like nine. I bet I was not nine. <laughs> <laughs> we are throwing that word around here like it's candy. Right, it's just well, oh, okay. So, like, well, Allie, Simone, we apologize, but that's how, that's our loving. No, because as as women. Right. And, you know, I'm just saying that that's how I affectionately talk to Channing very, very often. Uh, very, affectionately very often. love it. Uh, Continue with your thoughts. There was nothing sexual about that. Like everyone was hype. People sexualized that, which I didn't really appreciate. I was like, oh, like if you watch enough football or soccer, you see dudes do that all the time. So it was just a natural football or soccer reaction that should not have been sexualized or like even talked about. It was just like she just doing what. Soccer players do. It's not bad. It's not women's soccer. It's just soccer in general. It's the culture of soccer. Yes. Is it the U.S.? Because I play internationally and they have no problems. Like they don't sexualize a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? I've mm -hmm. been in showers and spas where men and women both share the same spaces. You know what I mean? So is that American thing or is that, yeah. you know, a universal thing? I think. I know? think it's an American thing. Where were you at? Yeah. Turkey? 
Uh, Russia, yeah, Russia and Turkey most mostly. Yeah, my um, time. Tur- Turkey. They don't be giving a shit up in them bad turkeys. Turkey. I had a great, I had a great time in Turkey. Istanbul. Istanbul. It's amazing. It's a great. It's my like, place. Right? Tur- Turkey. It's like people. Like it's so crazy. It's like listen. I've lived in L.A., New York. I, I've been all around, all around the world. It's like have you been? That's Istanbul? not all around the world. That place is. I'm just saying. I I meant reference some places in America, bro. And then I said all around the world also. And it's like I went to Istanbul, and I was like, right. when you're like the coast, it was like it's a it's a beautiful, beautiful place, man. Big fan. Yeah. All right, what else we got? What else we got, Ali? Simone, you're amazing. I hate that we have to cut it short, um, but you are amazing. Uh, we appreciate your time. This has been an awesome conversation. Um, even though I said I'm rooting for the Midwest, good luck to LSU and your alma mater, Thank obviously you. this weekend. Um, and then Hoop Muses is out now. Where can people find it? Get it. Amazon, obviously, I got a link in my bio on Instagram at moneymoan33 if you would like to go in there. Um, but it, I mean, you can basically Google it and find it uh, anywhere. We're ready, ready for to get you in there. Read, get come our back on to knowledge. WNBA Finals. Come back on during the WNBA Finals. Will you come back on during the postseason? Look, have me on here. This was the best show I've been on. No lie. Oh, no yeah. Uh, no, I'm bro tripping. Let's do this. There we yeah. go. There we go. I was about go. to say, say it. Say it louder for the people say in the back. Moni Moan. Oh. Uh, you're amazing. Simone Augustus. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. No, thank you. Thanks for having me. Calling all road trippers. We all love a good road trip on this podcast, right? See what we did there? Well, as the weather gets good and big plans get made, make sure you're driving to your destination on a great set of tires from our friends at Discount Tire. Discount Tire is your one-stop shop for not only tires and tire maintenance, but also custom wheels and accessories, like a new pair of windshield wiper blades. America has trusted Discount Tire for over 60 years, and with over 1,100 locations across 38 states, they're sure to be one near you. Their industry-leading selection offers more than 70 brands of tires and more than 90 wheel brands. And now you can visit their website, discounttire.com, to locate a store, schedule an appointment, search for top brands, and even select and pay for your tires. Head to discounttire.com today to register for email discounts and access the latest in tire safety tips. You'll also find helpful information about the maintenance schedule of your specific make and model of vehicle. Want to cut the line? We've got you, road trippers. Wait times are 30% shorter when you buy and book online at discounttire.com. So what are you waiting for? Head to your local discount tire or discounttire.com today and let's get you taken care of.